0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host today we've got a great malicious compliance story of when somebody was told to work when they're not even on the clock we'll get into that in a bit but first calling me on a day off cha-ching this happened well over a year ago but as a unionized employee i get every third friday off. On my day off, I'm playing some video games and get a text from the boss. I know it's your day off, but whatever, that's easy to ignore. But then I get a second text and after I ignore that, I get a call. They say, I know it's your day off, but our phones are down. I say, no worries, I'll handle it. We hang up and I call our phone provider. I'm the IT and the contact there. And this isn't my first call ever to them, so I literally have their service department saved in my phone. I call, I register the problem, and they say they'll look into it. I provide them my boss's name and extension and to call him when it's fixed. I then call my boss back and let him know that they'll call him ASAP. But now for the malicious compliance bit. Our contract stipulates a minimum call-in of 4 hours, meaning that you cannot pay me less than 4 hours for a day unless it's by my own choosing. If you call me in for an hour and send me home, I get 4 hours of pay, but wait! There's more. We also have an overtime clause that pays OT at 150%. And lastly, we have a clause that says all OT must be approved by the boss, or else it is one-to-one toil. Time off in lieu, which you can take at a one-to-one ration, i.e. if I decide that weekend is a good time for server updates, I don't need to ask for approval, but my two hours of work only translates to two hours of paid time off elsewhere. Combine all this in one delightful batch and you get... A 10 minute call that results in 6 hours of banked time off. I went right back to my video games, filled out my timesheet the week after, and said, I know it's your day off, but is implied consent for overtime. Minimum call out of 4 hours at 150% is 6 hours. Almost an entire day off with pay, in exchange for a 10 minute call? Thank you very much. Bonus. Guess who has two thumbs and has since then never been called on his day off? This unionized guy. Hint, get unionized, fight back. Stories and experiences like this make me confused why any worker would be against a union. Don't get me wrong, I mean, there can be situations where unions are controlled or propagated by somebody who has less than positive ideas in mind for the workers themselves. Some people do use it to go against the workers, but in most cases, it's there to fight for your benefit. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, I made a commitment to be here. When I was in school, I was a band kid. This story takes place my sophomore year. For some context, my high schools emerged at the end of my freshman year. At the beginning of the new school year, we had a new director. I'll name him Mr. Johnson mr johnson came from a district before us that was a little higher scale more money in the budget type beat he came to our inner city school district because they offered him more money or so i heard we were an inner city school with about 110 kids in the band all of which had beef with him because the directors from the previous high schools were beloved and had been in their positions over a decade mr johnson tried really hard to assert himself as a person of authority But as 2015 happened to be the height of D's nuts and other jokes, he wasn't making it far, he drilled into us that we had a commitment to the band to entertain. We were athletes, which is true, I did get my varsity letter in band. We were there to entertain. We needed to commit to the band. Football players and cheerleaders could not join the band because of the schedules. You had to be committed to the band. So one day, in early September, as the weather changed in the Midwest, I got sick like really sick i had a fever of 101.5 the day before at practice mr johnson went in on us being committed to the band and memorizing our music and yada yada Q malicious compliance so after careful thought i went to band even though i missed school i went to his office before he blew the whistle and let him know that i had a fever and was feeling sick and if i fell out of formation that would be why he looked me up and down and went if you're sick then why did you come to practice I looked him dead in the eye and went, I made a commitment to be here. He looked at our assistant director and she just shrugged. That day during practice, about 15 of us fell out during rehearsal on the field. A bunch of us had gotten sick after being in such close quarters for so long. He stopped with the commitment bit after that. He's still the director at the school, he's lightened up on the kids quite a bit, and the band has sounded the best it's been in a very long time. Some of these people in these positions in schools don't understand how much pressure some kids may be under, or maybe in situations like this may not be aware that they are those pressures in those kids' lives. I just feel bad for any of the kids that might go home to a less than perfect home life and then have to turn around and go back to band practice with somebody who's willing to breathe down your neck and be like, why aren't you here every single day doing every single thing you can. Why can't you give more of yourself? You need to give everything to band. It's a commitment. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves... Without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else, Custom Spray Five and One, only from Rust-Oleum. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This next story is, software developer did what I was told. I worked at a pipeline company that supported hundreds of clients. Part of the mission was gathering information from internal sources and creating client specific reports which were required to be available at the start of their business day by web. Once, when the site's team lead was on vacation, the offsite manager asked me to provide a design change which included providing downloadable PDF reports as well as several other changes. Up to this point, this company had not been utilizing my software engineering skills, I was just maintaining their existing software product as a programmer. I was excited to show them what I was truly capable of producing. I put in over 60 hours that week researching the requirements, the customer usage patterns, hardware resources required, development plan, including staged implementation, all that's needed for creating a great design document, and it was a great design document. When the site team lead returned from vacation, he went ballistic, claiming that the design was trash and totally useless. He then sketched out a plan that poorly covered about 25% of the requirements and which didn't consider hardware usage and availability. My current guess is that he felt threatened by my abilities, but I was told to implement team lead's plan as he documented, so I did what I was told. While my research indicated that less than 5% of the clients bothered to review the daily reports unless they were tracking down a specific problem. Time to create each report was 10-20 to seconds, so part of my plan was to create the customer's PDF report files as requested during the business day when the computer workload was light. And once they downloaded the PDF, delete that PDF from disk. The team lead's replacement design required the PDFs to be created for all clients every night. He also failed to add the cleanup process, leaving the PDF files on disk. You can see where this is going. It added a massive amount of computer to the nightly processing, delaying the finishing of the daily processing, and it took a couple of months to fill up the hard drive. But the team lead said my design was trash and I should do what I was told. I never offered any solutions to that company again, I just did what I was told. When the hard drive fills up, not my problem. If the nightly processing could not be completed in time, not my problem. Nowadays we would call this "quiet quit. Edit, Several people have asked about the outcome. First, when the hard drive filled up, I was blamed. The team lead even made a big deal about how could a programmer create files and not have the delete process? I didn’t bother pointing out that that was his plan. Second, they moved my project servers to a server farm, private cloud, with allocated CPU allotment. They based the allotment on measuring the usage over a month and dividing by 30 without looking at the fact that 90% of the processing was consumed between midnight and 4am. When the project's processing overran the allotted time limits, they questioned me about changes. I pointed out that their server farm project lead based the expected usage inaccurately, since he was best buds with a second line manager, so my name was added to the hit list. The good news is that when the company decided on layoffs, they got me, the manager and the second line manager and the server farm project lead. The team lead's comment about me leaving was, what am I going to do now? They actually expected him to do work after their layoffs. Can you imagine wiggling yourself into a job where you find out you can get by without actually knowing you're doing any of the stuff? And then finding out all the people that picked up the slack for you that you hid behind are all of a sudden gone? And you're expected to just take the controls? It's like finding out the radio is dead and gone and the pilot and the co-pilot have parachuted out a while back. You're the flight attendant who didn't do anything and just got by by sitting in that seat up front? Now you're at the controls, good luck. Our next story is not overtime without manager approval, okay? It was mid-May 2002 if that seems oddly specific it'll be clear soon i male 22 was working for a certain u.s wall and or mart based retail chain with a smiley face for a logo at the time i was a sales associate who worked evening shift in retail they are very clear about not being late so i always clocked in five to ten minutes early and you can't go home until the manager gives the say so as we had to clean up the store after close Add in that hour long lunches are too long and I'd often take 40 minutes and then clock back in. This led to my working 9 to 10 hour shifts when only scheduled for 8. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This was the norm, and for the most part, no one cared. It's also important to know that this store facilitated between overtime for everyone when needed to oh my god no overtime guys knock it off this was one of those no overtime windows and we were told no overtime without manager approval ah cue the malicious compliance may 2002 for those that don't remember or weren't alive for it was the premiere of star wars episode 2. this was a big deal to my nerdy star wars loving mind but management or really their heartless scheduling program that i'm convinced spat out schedules without human interaction scheduled me for that friday i was going to miss ha huh, no i was not i'd already had four shifts that week which means when i showed up for my 2 to 10 p.m. shift i'd already worked about 36 and a half hours and no overtime meant that i had to leave before i hit 40 hours so as to not accrue any ot i checked my hours when i clocked in did some math on a piece of scrap paper in the sporting goods department and calculated exactly how long i had to stay then with only minutes to go i didn't see a manager to ask for overtime they were often in the back or front end rarely in the middle of the store where i worked so i marched to the time clock and punched out i gave my keys to a confused co-worker saying i'd hit 40. go talk to tony he suggested Tony is not a pseudonym, I just don't remember their names 20 years later. Thus, leaving around 5.30ish, I had plenty of time for a 7pm show. It was great. On my next shift, Tony asked why I left early. I said that I'd hit 40 hours and had to leave. You should have asked a manager to stay. It took all my willpower not to say that I didn't want to stay, but I'm sure my early 20s just above minimum wage body language betrayed me. I said something to the effect of... I'll look harder next time, that neither of us believed and that was that. You know, I just feel like Walmart is one of those jobs where they say, no overtime for anybody, and most of the workers would go, yeah, okay, that sounds great to me. I didn't want to be here for more than 40 hours anyway unless I needed the money. This next story is, tell me to work when I'm not on the clock and just happen to be in the building? How about instead I organize the staff into a low-key resistance that lasts years after I left? This will be a rather basic one, but it still warms my heart. I used to work in a trade shop run by a great boss. Everyone got along great, except for one of the department heads. Let's call them B. For reasons unrelated to this story, the boss decided to sell the shop to B, and in the wake, the majority of the staff quits within months, leaving us understaffed. I naively decided to stick it out and assumed that B would hire people to fill the empty positions. They don't we go from a 15 person trade shop down to a five person within a year and that includes the six people who turned over one of the many issues that developed and there were many was b's inability to schedule or think through actions to the end and plan ahead while i worked there the two years with boss i often came in 10 to 15 minutes early due to the nature of my commute i'd come in unload my stuff make some coffee small talk with my co-workers shoot the crap with my boss But we never really started WORK until everyone's scheduled start time. When B took over, the moment you stepped into the shop, B immediately started to bark orders at you regardless if you were in the building 15-20 to minutes early. Mostly it's because B was in a rush to get something done, they just remembered. When I, the now most senior person left at the shop from the old regime, would point out we technically weren't on the clock yet for another 15-20 to minutes and I want to make coffee, B would just snap at you, telling you to do it now because so-and-so is coming right at opening. So I started to wait in my car, bring in coffee from home, and would only walk in the door as the last minute was changing. I was technically never late to work and was ready to work the moment I stepped through the door. I don't know if B caught on, but the rest of my staff did and followed suit, since I told them to. For the remaining months I lasted there, all my coworkers would still often show up early to work, but all wait in the vehicles. At some point, one of them had a minivan and we all had a party in there and go in as a group. Anytime a new person joined because someone walked off, we would also warn them of what would happen. It's been several years since I worked there. I don't know any of the current staff beside B. I happened to be doing an on-site install nearby at the time the shop would open and looked over into the parking lot in front of the shop. Like clockwork, a minute before the shop was scheduled to open, about 6 people got out of their vehicles and headed in. I may not work there, but it's nice to see my resistance still exists. I mean, although OP pioneered this, I think it's still a natural behavior to eventually occur when your boss is somebody who, if you show up early, is still going to expect you to work that time. I mean, if OP wasn't the first to have done this, there certainly would have been a number of people after OP that would have in their place. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.